This diary belongs to Nikki J. Maxwell. Private and confidential. If found, please return to me for reward. No snooping allowed. Rachel Renee Russell presents the Dork Diaries Podcast. Brought to you by Simon & Schuster Audio. Episode 9. Thursday, September 26th. This morning at breakfast, Brianna got on my last nerve. I was just sitting there, eating my Cap'n Crunch, reading the back of the cereal box, and trying to figure out what I was going to do about the Chloe and Zoe situation. They were planning to leave in less than 24 hours. Brianna was eating fruity pebbles and drawing a face on her hand with an ink pen. I'm naming this Miss Penelope because she was born from a pen. Even though I was trying to concentrate on my personal problems, Miss Penelope asked, Watch me perform It's a Petit Spider, the Princess Sugar Plum Rock Remix. The whole thing was totally annoying because I'm not that into puppet shows. Anyway, I warned both Brianna and Miss Penelope to quit bothering me, mainly because I was in a really horrible mood. Itsy bitsy spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. And it was not helping matters that Miss Penelope's awful singing sounded like a humpback whale in labor. She must have been highly insulted by my unbiased critique of her singing abilities because she hauled off and socked me on my arm. Ow! So I grabbed Miss Penelope and shoved her head first right into my cereal bowl. I was like, got milk? Brianna started screaming. Stop it! Miss Penelope can't swim! Let her go! You're swooshing her face! But I wouldn't let go. That is until my mom walked into the kitchen. Nikki Maxwell, why on earth are you shoving your sister's hand in your cereal? Let go of her this instant! So I released Miss Penelope only because I didn't have a choice. Brianna stuck her tongue out at me. Miss Penelope says she's not inviting you to her birthday party. Nah, 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 nah. Then I stuck my tongue out of her and said, Sorry, but I've already not been invited to a birthday party. So there. I could thank Mackenzie for that one. Anyway, I think I taught Miss Penelope a good lesson. I bet she won't be interrupting my breakfast again anytime soon. Evil grin. <laughs> Since my cereal had been contaminated by Miss Penelope's germs, I dumped it into the sink and ran upstairs to my bedroom. I sat on my bed and stared at my pencil cup as a million thoughts bounced around in my head. I had to admit, the Chloe and Zoe situation seemed hopeless, and there was nothing I could do to fix it. To make matters worse, Miss Penelope was still in the kitchen singing so off-key. I thought my ears were going to bleed. 
I felt like taking my favorite lucky pen, a water-based, non-toxic, dark purple gel ink pen by Hot Rider Ink, and drawing a big fat zipper across her mouth to shut her up. I mainly just use it to write in my diary and to bring me good luck. But lately, the good luck part hasn't been working so well. I was twirling my pen in my fingers when suddenly the craziest idea popped into my head. I was like, OMG, this might work. I quickly scribbled out two notes and then rushed off to school 15 minutes early to tape them on Chloe and Zoe's lockers. My note to Chloe and Zoe. Meet me in the janitor's closet before class starts. It's really important. I waited in the janitor's closet for five long minutes and was starting to worry that they were not going to show up. But finally, they did. Chloe said, real serious-like, I hope you didn't ask us to come here to try and change our minds about running away. Zoe just stared at the floor. Yeah, this is something we just gotta do. I got so sad and quiet, I thought I was going to cry. I said, Um, I asked you both to come here to tell you about a special present I wanted to give you on Monday. But since you're leaving tomorrow... Of course, this made Chloe and Zoe really curious, and they started begging me to tell them what it was. Well, you may not know this, but I'm a pretty decent artist. Not that I'm bragging or anything. And since you guys are my BFFs, I've decided to personally give you each a tattoo, temporary ones, in honor of National Library Week. At first, Chloe and Zoe just stared at me like they couldn't believe it. Really? Truly? Yippee! Hooray! Then they started screaming and jumping up and down and hugging me. I said, Just decide what kind you want, and I'll design it over the weekend and draw it during lunch on Monday. But you both have to make me one promise. Zoe said, Anything. Let me guess. We have to ditch our plans to run away and live at the NYC library. Yep, you got that right. Chloe announced, Okay, then it's officially canceled. She did jazz hands like the show was over. I said, And there's another really important thing I need to mention. I want you both to promise me you won't bring rats to my wedding, okay? Huh? Huh? They both looked at me like I was crazy. I giggled. Never mind. It's a long story. Friday, September 27th. Before biology class started, I noticed Brandon was kind of staring at me, but I wasn't sure if it was my imagination or not. Lately, it seemed like whenever I looked at him, he was looking at me. Well, today, he actually smiled at me and said, So, which cell cycle would you rather study? Mitosis or meiosis? I smiled back and kind of shrugged my shoulders because I disliked both of them equally. And I was afraid that anything I said would probably make me look like a bigger idiot than he already thought I was. But the main reason I couldn't talk to Brandon 
was because I was suffering from a very severe and debilitating case of RCS, or roller coaster syndrome. Studies show that it mainly attacks girls between the ages of 8 and 16. The symptoms are difficult to describe, but whenever Brandon talks to me, my stomach feels like I'm dropping 900 feet at 80 miles per hour. Simply calling it butterflies is a common and dangerous misdiagnosis. Suddenly, and without warning, I feel compelled to throw my hands up in the air like I just don't care and scream, I so love to hate this feeling. Then my day got even better. While I was working in the library, Brandon came in to return a book called Photography and You. I was just sitting there doodling a few tattoo designs for Chloe and Zoe when he leaned across the counter and peeked at my notebook. Now that is good. I didn't know you were an artist. I looked around to see who he was talking to. Then I totally freaked out when I realized he was actually talking to me. I could hardly breathe. I babbled like an idiot. Thanks, but it's no big deal. I've been going to art camp, like, forever. And last summer, I got practically a million mosquito bites, and wow, did they ever itch. Well, one thing is for sure. You definitely got skills. Brandon's hair was hanging in his eyes as he smiled and kind of leaned in even closer to look at my sketches. I thought I was going to die. He smelled like snuggle fabric softener, Axe body spray, and red licorice. I couldn't stop blushing, and there was no way I could draw with him watching me like that. I started feeling that roller coaster thing all over again. Then his face lit up. Hey, are you entering the avant-garde art competition? I'll be covering it for the newspaper. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, but everyone is saying Mackenzie's fashion illustrations are going to win this year, so I don't know. Mackenzie? Are you kidding? You have more talent in your smallest burp than she has in her entire body. I'm serious. You know that, right? I could not believe Brandon actually said that. It was so rude, so wickedly funny, so true. We both laughed really hard. I didn't know he had such a wacky sense of humor. Soon, Chloe and Zoe came staggering up to the front desk, each loaded down with a stack of books that needed to be put away. When they saw us, Their mouths dropped open. They looked at me, then at Brandon, then at me again, then at Brandon, then back at me, then Brandon, then me, then Brandon again. This went on, like, forever. They were gawking at us like we were a new animal exhibit at the city zoo or something. Like, hey, check out those two. It must be mating season or something. It was so embarrassing. Brandon's smile went slightly crooked, but otherwise, he acted coolly nonchalant about the whole thing. Brandon waved at them. Hey, Chloe. Hey, Zoe. But they were so shocked, they didn't even answer him. Well, I'd better get back to class. 
See you later, Nikki. Then he strolled out the door and disappeared into the hall. Chloe and Zoe made a big deal over Brandon talking to me like that and started nagging me to admit he was my secret crush. After I made them both pinky swear not to tell anyone, I told them about how Brandon had helped me up after Mackenzie tripped me in the cafeteria ten days ago. Then I grabbed my backpack and unzipped the cute little pocket in the front and showed them the napkin. At first, they just stared at it in awe. But soon, they were teasing me and giggling like two kindergartners. Brandon and Nikki sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. I said, shut up before someone overhears you and it gets out all over the school. Chloe insisted that I keep the napkin for the rest of my life because there was a chance that Brandon and I could accidentally meet up on some lush, exotic island 20 years from now. She said, It could happen just like it does in those romantic comedies at the movie theater. My best friend's napkin. Directed by Chloe Cristina Garcia. Brandon. I couldn't help but notice you from across the room and be hopelessly drawn to your brains and beauty. It almost seems that we've met before, perhaps in another place, another time, another life. Nikki. Alas, allergy season is upon us. Please take this most cherished napkin from my very heart-wrenching, mysterious past and do with it what you must. Brandon. Ah-choo! Nikki. What a powerful sneeze you have. It is aptly captured in this delicate napkin of forgotten love. Now merely a disposable tissue drenched in lost and shattered dreams. Brandon. Hark. Do mine eyes deceive me? I'd recognize our napkin in even the darkest of murky depths. My joy and passion overwhelm me. Is it really you, my beloved Nikki? Finally, I found my true love. Will you marry me? Nikki. Brandon, I've waited for this moment forever. Well, since middle school anyway. My answer is yes, a million times. Yes. And then you live happily ever after. The end. Aw, Chloe, that's so sweet and romantic. But if the napkin was really dripping with snot and Brandon proposed on the spot like that, my story would probably have a different ending. Me. Gee, Brandon, I think we need to take things a bit slower. First, let's get rid of the snotty napkin. Ew! Second, how about a pizza and a movie? The end. Zoe said, Nikki, I don't blame you for rewriting Chloe's happy ending because snot and airborne bacterial particles are highly contagious and the most common way of transmitting germs to others. But Chloe said, You both totally missed my point. 
The napkin, germy or not, should be cherished because it's a token of Brandon's love. And after reading hundreds of teen romance novels, I've learned that forbidden love, obsession, and sacrifice can be very messy things, just like snot. I had to admit that Chloe had a really good point. I'm just really glad Chloe and Zoe know so much about guys, dating, love, and stuff like that. Because I don't have a clue. <laughs> Duh! Hi, this is Nikki. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come back soon for the next installment in the Dork Diaries Tales from a Not-So-Fabulous Life podcast. And don't forget, the entire Dork Diaries series is available right now, wherever books and audiobooks are sold. Read or listen to them today. <laughs>